Okay, so we are talking about the name that God has given to every one of us. And uh, this name is far greater than what we can think or imagine. So in order to enter this name, it takes faith. Because what God has spoken, what God has prepared is far beyond what we can do naturally by our ability. Okay, so it takes faith to enter in. And last week we learned that faith is a journey. Abraham has to step up in faith and make that bold move. And from that from then on, he has to continue to grow in his faith. He has to continue to break through so that he enter into that threshold, that breakthrough moment where he uh, uh, walk into God's uh, name for him, his life. So it's very important that we understand this journey because uh, during this journey, there will be a lot of challenges. And many times we want to seek for the easy way, just like Abram. You know, he was saying, let my servant be the one who inherit my inheritance because he has no children. God said, no, out of your own body, a son will be born. And when he was getting old, God came to him and reminded him of the promise. He said, oh God, let Ishmael be that one because I'm old. So you see, we always seek for a convenient, easy way when we face challenges in what God wants us to, to do. And so we must learn that God doesn't accept it. God says no. And a lot of time, we Christians, we are living in the, that alternative that we have walked ourselves into. And we think it's okay. But I want you to let, let you know, God say no. Abraham, no. Out of your body, this is my word, out of your body, no matter how old it is, no matter how you think, it's impossible. Out of your body will come a son. And that one will inherit your inheritance. So this morning, let, let's lay hold of that truth. No, we will not settle for plan B. Because in God, as far as your name is concerned, there is no plan B. Either you fulfill your name or you miss it. You know, you may be comfortable about plan B. Okay, never mind, this is how I'm going to live. Uh, but you miss it. As far as God is concerned, there is a lot of B, plan B, C, D, E. If you don't fulfill it, there's someone else he will choose. But as far as you are concerned, there is no plan B. This is your name. Your name is Abraham. That's it. Either you're Abraham or you're not. So don't settle for plan B in your life. So, so this morning, we want to continue. You know, I never expect this message to, to carry on. You know, it's always like I started with one message. I thought that's it. And then God continued to sort of enlarge it, enlarge it, enlarge it. So I know God is speaking something very powerful. If you were to lay hold of God's word, your life will experience tremendous breakthrough. So this morning, we want to talk about securing our name from God, right? We know that God has given us a name, 
But how do we secure it? How do we make sure that this name is what we will live out? So we learn that for Abram or Abraham, his name is Father of Nations. And we learned that last week, in order to be a father of nations, you got to live behind a faith legacy that will last from generation to generation. You know, you cannot be doing little things that will be forgotten after one generation or after two generations and be the father of nations. Your link to the future generation, your link to those nations that will come under your blessing is because you live behind a faith legacy. So Abram, Abraham have to enter into this kind of a legacy. Today, we still talk about him. We still talk about his faith. We still talk about what he has done. That's our link with him. That's why we call him Father Abraham. Our Father Abraham. The Father of faith. So if he had not done something great, if he has not lived behind that kind of faith legacy, how can he be our Father? Do you understand? And so we have been called in to inherit the same promise as our father Abraham. And that's why we too will have to live behind a legacy that will last from generation to generation in order to be part of this promise. Okay, so let's uh, look at what, what Abraham did. Let's go to Genesis 22 verse 2. Genesis 22 verse 2. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Have you noticed something? God said, Abraham, Abraham, take your son, Isaac, your only son. What do you mean? Ishmael. Not his son. As far as God is concerned, that one is not. That's why I say there is no plan B. There's no plan B. God doesn't accept it. God doesn't recognize it. God might still bless it because Abraham asked God to think about Ishmael and God blessed him as well. But he's not God, Abraham's son, as far as God is concerned. That's why there's no plan B, you got it? Sort of allow us to go through the testing. When we are going through difficulties because we're following God, because we're obeying God, take note of this. God knows exactly how we feel. God knows exactly what that request, that challenge is. So God is the one who tells Abraham, Abraham, take your son, your only son. Your only son. God knows what kind of sacrifice he expects from Abraham. 
God knows how much it will cost Abraham, how much it will affect Abraham, because it's his only son. So when you're going through, when you and I are going through trials, difficulties, where we feel so tormented and, and, and we're suffering, know this. God knows. God knows exactly. And He allowed, He wants us to go through. He allowed us to go through. In this case, He's telling Abraham, do this. What is the reason? He wasn't there to torment us, to cause us to suffer, but this is crucial for us to secure our name. And that's why He wants us to, to, to go through it. Okay, so never, never run away from difficulties. Because when you run away, you could have run away from your destiny. And just like Joseph, isn't it? This young man who was sold by his brothers, who, was, who became a slave, who was imprisoned throughout the prime, you know, the, those youthful years. Why did God allow him to suffer? You see, the reason is for Joseph to lock in, for Joseph to secure his name as the ruler of his people, you know, as the one who, whom his father and mother will bow and he will save his people. You see, so God allowed us to go through that kind of suffering for the reason that we can secure our name from him. So this is what God asked Abraham to do. Go, you know, take your son, your only son, and go up the mountain and sacrifice. Verse 12. You know, when Abraham, Abraham was about to lay his hand on that child and, and sacrifice his son, this is what God said. Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. So we see that in order for God to bring us into the place where our name are being lifted out or, or, or fulfilled in our life, God cares about what is in our hearts. And God wasn't sure what was in Abraham's heart because you know, of the way that he... Uh, seems to have uh, just sort of idolized his son, his only son, his son in the old age. You know, Abraham seems to uh, give a, a, a different kind of signal, you know, not clear signal that he's really uh, following God with all his heart. He's fearing God. You know, so, so until God is certain this is in Abraham's heart. You know, Abraham has not secured his name yet. It's God's promise. It's what God wants to do. But when is he going to do it? You're not sure. God is waiting, waiting to bring it about. But when? It depends on us. It depends on what is in our hearts. That's why I've been exhorting every one of us here. We really need to seek after God. We really need to uh, uh, really have that burning desire to run after God and God's kingdom. It's not what we believe in the mind that will bring it to pass. Yes, that's important, but 
also what is in our heart. What's our motive? Why do we want it done? Why do we want God to, to answer our prayer, to, to, to bless us in such a way? Why? It matters to God in order for Him to bring it to pass. So Abraham, because he was willing to sacrifice his son, he was willing, we're going to talk about it later on, God immediately stopped it. God doesn't want us to suffer unnecessary. If we need to go through that kind of suffering, it means we have to go through it. There's no other way. It's just like Jesus. He was asking, is there another way? No. If you have to go through, you have to go through. God will not allow us to suffer unnecessary. So there's no suffering, no pain in our life that is unnecessary. But you have to find out why is it necessary. Don't suffer, you know, uh, 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 don't waste your suffering by not learning the lesson. Don't waste your suffering going through difficulties and get nothing out of it and waiting for the next suffering to come until you get something out of it. Right? It matters to God what's in our heart. And then when He knows what's in our heart, we secure our name. Okay, so God saw Abraham. He said, hey, you have not withhold your son, your only son. How precious is it? You did not withhold him. I know. I know you fear me. I know you will obey. You will do all that I have prepared uh, uh, for you to do. So because of that, Abraham looked up and he saw a ram that is caught in the thicket. So God provided him a lamb, a ramp. And then he slaughtered the animal he presented as a sacrifice to God. And I, I want you to know the, the order is very important. It's only after he sacrificed, not his son, the ram. So, in order for our name to become a reality, sacrifice is part of the way that we must go through. Okay, it's only after Abraham sacrificed the ram, then God spoke to him the second time. Okay, so what did God speak to him? Uh, in Genesis 21, to verse 15. Uh, we, we just go on to 15 uh, onwards. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. So can you see Abra, Abra, Abram he started stepping up in faith. He was breaking through in trusting God for provision, in trusting God for protection. You know, he, his faith is growing. He's moving towards his name. And just like us, we, 
Yeah, we believe God, we are growing to a certain extent. But there come, you know, you got to come to a place where you cross over and enter into your name where God say to you, your name is Abraham, and not Abraham, but Abraham. Your name is not Simon, you know, uh, but your name is Peter. Your name is Jacob, but, but your name now is Israel. So you've got to come to a place where you secure your name. Because, why? When you enter into your true name, it's not because of what you can do. It's what He will do it for you and through you. So that's why you have to come to that place where you secure your name. Right, so this is the moment. This is the moment after he sacrificed. God spoke to him the second time. How did he secure his name? God swear by himself. God swear by himself. He will do it. He will fulfill all that he promised Abraham, that which Abraham cannot bring it about. It takes God. To bring it about. For him to become Abraham. So God swear by himself. That he is going to bring it to pass. So God has no greater person to swear to. So he swear to himself. And this is the first time. I'm not sure. I didn't check it. Uh, whether there are other times when God swear to himself. Right? Uh, this is the first time where God say, hey. I'm going to do it. Yeah, so now, it no longer depends on Abraham to fulfill his name, right? After all, he can't. Because all those things, how can he do it? He can't do it. It's way beyond him. How can he become the father of nations? It's not possible. It's God who can do it. So God now say, I will. No matter what happened, nobody can stop me. No opposition. Nothing can stop me. I swear by myself, that this thing will definitely take place in your life. I will bring it to pass. So, this is when Abraham secure his name. Nothing will change. He is Abraham, the father of nations. God swear it is going to happen. He will bring it to pass. Nothing will change that. So, Abraham secure the name that God has given to him. Right? And uh, so the ultimate breakthrough, let's go back a little bit now. The ultimate breakthrough comes because he was willing to offer the ultimate sacrifice to God. That's his son. That's the ultimate breakthrough. Okay? When you're willing, when we are willing to say, God, all that I have is really yours. Whatever you want, whatever you say, it is yours. And when we enter into that position where we can totally release ourselves to God in everything, especially the things we love, especially the things that we hold on to, the things that cost us so much, when we are willing to say, God, it is yours, you know, then we enter into our name. We secure our name before God. And that's what happened with Abraham. And 
this is the most difficult, most difficult test, most difficult steps of breakthrough in Abraham's life. In, in fact, in all of our life, the, the more you walk with God, the way is going to get harder, not easier. Do you understand? The demands are greater, not easier. You know, how different is that compared with what we are thinking? When we get older, when we get longer, we think that, oh, now it's time for the younger one to do it. Now is the time for me to relax, you know. And, and we thought it's going to get easier. But it's going to get harder. And this is the hardest test in Abraham's life. And now he's probably 114 years old, assuming Isaac is about 13, 14 and this is about 37, 38 years since he left Haram. Since he stepped up in faith. After 30 over years, 40 years, he's still pursuing God as ever before. And in fact, he's willing to give all. When he started, he wasn't willing. But now he's grown, he's broke through, and now he's willing to give his all. To God. And that's the time He secured His name. Very much different to what we are thinking. You know, why is it the most difficult task that He ever had? To leave harem. Oh, that's difficult to leave behind those kind of relationships. Well, to, to offer that one ten uh, tithing to, to the priest. Well, so much money. Well, that is a, a struggle and He broke through that. To trust God for protection on His way. You know, in those days, there's no law. You know, it's just a cowboy uh, kind of situation. When you are stronger, you just take, take and rob and that's yours. You see, there's no, really no rules, right? If people want to do that. Okay, so to trust God, wow, that's another hurdle. Yeah, yeah. But now, it's not giving one ten. Now it's giving everything. Oh, that's difficult. You know, to give Isaac. To, to be sacrificed. That's giving everything. It's more than one tenth. It's giving everything. Because that's in Isaac. is hope. is his future. is his joy. is his love. is his pride. is his everything. And God said, give that to me. Sacrifice Isaac to me. So that's why this is the hardest. Hardest. After so long, the test is harder and harder. Because... God requires more. And we are ready to give more. He understands that. When we first started, we are not ready. He's not talking to us about that or else we run away. But now we are ready. He's been preparing us. He's been training us. And He wants us to step, cross the line. Cross the line. Enter into your name. You're so close. Cross that line. And then we see that Abraham, at this time, he wasn't like previously. Previously, when God said, hey, I want you to do this, he said, what about my, my servant? Uh, uh, what about Ishmael? What about... In those previous times, Abraham was offering God the alternative, the alternative. But with Isaac, when God spoke to Abraham, You know what happened to him? Do you think he's so 
abnormal that he doesn't have any other thoughts. And he just said, God, you want Isaac? Okay, there you are. I'm prepared. Let's go. You know, I think there's a lot of other thoughts just like we will have. We'll be thinking. But Abraham now, he has matured, he has grown in his faith, in his trust in God. He refused to allow those thoughts to dominate his life. Instead, he begins to look at God's, from God's perspective. He begins to look at that thing. God, Isaac is what you promised. You know, the covenant is fulfilled through Isaac. That's what you have been telling me all the time. Not from any other. But if you were to ask me to sacrifice him, how is that covenant going to be fulfilled? God, I know you are faithful. I know, you know, you will fulfill that. So he begins to think from that kind of perspective rather than allow his flesh demonic voices to speak into his life so that he comes to the conclusion that's not from God. That's the devil because God never asked us to do that kind of thing and, you know, and, and so it must be from the devil. No, no. He didn't allow those kind of thoughts to crowd his mind. He just begins to look at how God is going to bring about and then he comes to the conclusion, God, if that's what you want me to do, I know I know you are able to raise him from the dead. And I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you. And that's how he reasoned. He no longer gave God an alternative suggestion. God, don't take Isaac. I will offer you 1,000 cows or a sheep instead. You know, 20,000 God. 40,000 God, you know, don't take Isaac. No, he didn't. He knows that's God. He knows that's God. But he begins to look at from God's perspective. And the Bible tells us that he believed. He believed that God, even if he were to burn Isaac as a sacrifice, God would raise him up. That's the kind of faith. That's the kind of legacy that he left, that he left behind. And that's why we call him Father Abraham. So all the time, a lot of time, when we face that kind of challenges, you know, somehow we have, like Abraham used to be, very spiritual reason, very spiritual excuses to explain why it shouldn't take place. Right? But this time, Abraham, he really crossed the line. He knew his God. And he said, God, I'm prepared. All that you ask, all that you want, law is yours. It's yours. Isaac is yours. I will present him as a sacrifice. Okay, so we, we understand that journey of faith. It can be a very long journey, even though you've been running in it for a long time. Right? But make sure we, we, we are progressing Make sure we are breaking through. Make sure when God takes you through those testing times, you understand, you learn things. Not insisting on your own way and not be so blind and never learn. You know, uh, Abraham's father, he made that mistake when he went to Haram. 
He was so attracted by all this wealth and prosperity around. He stayed there. He took root there. He never, he's moving, but he's not moving forward. And make sure we don't make that kind of mistakes, right? But we need to break through and break through and break through until we cross the line, secure our name. Where God, no matter how difficult it is, we know God will do it because you know, God swear to, uh, to by Himself that He will do it for Abraham and God will do it for us. So Abraham was willing to give his all in exchange of all that God has for him. He's willing to give his all, his son, his Isaac, his everything, his future. He's willing to give his all in order to get hold of all that God has for him. A lot of times, we, we are not giving our all, and we are not getting our all from God as well. You understand? Right? God bless us, yes. But we are not getting our all. We are not entering into our name. We are living part of our name. You know? I was talking to someone who is, who is, who is not really following what God says. And he said, you know, I can see God's blessing upon my life now. Yeah, if that's God blessing you now, you can imagine when you walk in His way, the sort of blessing, the multiple uh, 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 time that God is going to bless you if you end, you know, walking in God's way, right? So don't settle. Don't settle for what is not the fullness that God wants us uh, to have. We must be willing to exchange all that we are to all that God has for us. Did Abraham act emotionally and uh, uh, too crazy in, in, and, and not thinking uh, well in his decision to offer Isaac? How can any father do that? How can someone do that? Hebrews 11.19 Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. So he reasoned. He wasn't overtaken by emotion, you know, uh, the spur of that moment, he, and then regretted for his life. No, he reasoned. He reasoned. But as I mentioned, he reasoned it using God's promises, God's word. Not using his human wisdom, his human understanding, no. And so that's why when we look at things from God's perspective, we, we, we get a different answer from we're just talking up in a human level, right? He reasoned. There's a lot of things going through his mind when God asked him to do that. You can imagine that is so. We're not telling a, a fable, we're telling something that actually happened. And then he reasoned in his mind. What is all this? So the word of God tells us faith without faith is impossible to please God. So faith is not a belief in your head. Faith is action. And that's why the, the same verse in Hebrews 11 uh, verse 6, it talks about faith. He said, God rewards those who earnestly seek Him because they have faith. Therefore, they believe. And so because they believe, they will pursue after it. 
So when we have no action, when we are not pursuing what God has said, it means that we have no faith. Regardless of how we say, how we claim we have faith, how we believe what God says and how we proclaim it, regardless, if you don't pursue it, if you don't put legs to your prayer, to your belief, it is faithless. You must pursue. And God reward. The reward is not in the faith perceived. The reward is because you pursue, earnestly seek Him because of your faith. And you see His reward. Okay, so if we don't, if we don't pursue, that's why I say we, there's got to be action, there's got to be something different from us. Otherwise, we cannot be saying we believe. It's a deception. You know, when we do contrary to what we claim, what we say, it's a deception, self-deception. Right? So we must pursue and Abraham, as I told you, after 30 over years, he's still pursuing. And now facing the greatest test, most difficult test, he's still pursuing. He's still following God. I think, I think we're, we're going to stop here. And uh, we continue uh, next week. What, uh, what we can learn from the life of Abraham. And that is a crucial message that I'm going to share with you uh, to finish off this section. And, uh, but this morning, I think there's a lot of things for us to chew over, right? God, for us, there's no plan B. You either hit it or miss it, you know, because God has given us a name. You either live that name or you don't live that name, right? So there's no plan B. And, and the scriptures are so clear so clear, you know, Isaac is your only son. Only son. Not Ishmael, not any other. Isaac. Okay, so let's, let's lay hold of that truth so that we will not look for the easy way. And we know that the test will get harder, the demands will be greater. Because why? The blessing is beyond imagination. What God has prepared is beyond. And so God wants to test the heart. God wants to know whether you can handle that. Whether you're the right person to inherit what He has for you. Right? And God will look at our heart and He will test our heart. And Abraham come to the place where he's willing to give everything. Because you know, everything is from God. Everything belongs to Him. And everything is to fulfill God's purpose. And so he was willing to cross the line and say, okay, Isaac is yours. You will fulfill it. You're not taking it away. You're not causing me trouble, but you will fulfill it. But in your way, you're able to raise him up. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you to do it your way. Not what I think. Not how it should be. But I'm going to trust you. I think that's the difficult part. We want to see God's plan fulfilled in our way. But God said, no, it's my way. Let's pray.